of Iron. I'm John Anderson. Meet my co-host, Nick Best, and Austin Williams. We're going to have some amazing guests on the show. Buckle up tight, because we're going to be talking about the shit you're not supposed to be talking about. We're going to be discussing anything and everything it takes to become a legend of iron. Legends of Iron is brought to you by MuscleMets. MuscleMets is the creator of Carnival Pure Beef Protein Icing. Beef builds muscle and Carnivore is the world's number one selling beef protein. Welcome to another edition of Legends of Iron. I am John Anderson with me, always my partners in crime, Nick Best and Ockham Williams, who actually just finished competing at the Arnold, so he won't be joining us today, but we have the Arnold Strongman champion with us here, just literally after the hottest win on the planet right now. Can I can't? I'm so excited to talk to this guy, Mitchell Hooper. Welcome to the show. What's up, brother? Thank you for having me back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. <laughs> well, before before we get into it, I got to tell a quick story. When when uh, I was trying to get uh, Mitchell re rescheduled onto the show well basically we were texting back and forth and i was saying hey you know you got your arnold prep and he goes you know i'm so busy just be easier if we could do it if i was driving to or from the show he says what about one of those times and i was like yes that sounds perfect but i'm gonna pick on the way home from the show because i can i knew in my guts (laughs) i knew in my heart he was gonna win it and Mm -hmm. oh my god here we go so brother tell us about this whopping experience i mean your first ever arnold and you knocked it out yeah yeah you know it's uh it's so it's so different i've gone through so many different i feel like i've had a a 10-year career in one year in terms of (laughs) i've had the the experience of the experience of going in as someone who no one knows to the experience Mm -hmm. of can you continue to prove yourself to the to the experience of now you go into the show as one of the favorites and yeah. uh, I did see myself that way going in. And it's a very different sort of pressure, a different mentality. Uh, but the the good thing is it, it doesn't get to me all that much. So, yeah, I mean, sure. the show went pretty much as expected. And, um, yeah, I was able to I was able to execute really, really well um, and just do what I was capable of. And at the moment, if if I do what I'm capable of, I think I'm pretty hard to beat. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. You were my pick. <laughs> You're yeah. my pick because I, I broke everything kind of down and, and and did a little bit on it. And you, you were my pick to win. And then actually the top three, four, I, I picked dead on. So it was – and I, I figured Klitschkowski would be pretty darn good, but just not quite there yet. Um, and, it, and it turned out that way. So, yeah, and you know but- – <clears throat> It's it's just it's it's a testament to not having weaknesses, and I'm the yes. first yes. the first yes. Arnold winner ever to win the show without winning an event. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! That's, okay. Yeah, that's really cool. I, was told. I had a second, a second, and three thirds, but all the all the other guys in contention, obviously Kieliszkowski, he can't deadlift. Um, mm-hmm tray with that frame it's almost heartbreaking um yeah and uh bobby obviously wheel of pain not really his not really his thing right (laughs) yeah everybody had something that wasn't good for them except (laughs) except for you 
Yeah, and, and I ran over a lot of different scenarios. Uh, and I I love to do my homework on the guys and, and know what to expect from everyone. And I thought I, I thought my margin of victory would have been pretty much what it was if the comp was run 100 times over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but theories are awesome. Predictions are great. They're a lot of fun to do. But it's uh, really rewarding to go out and actually be able to do what you think you're capable of. Well, brother, another thing, too, is, you know, you know, you, I guess just to put bluntly, you are a smart dude. You, the way you look at things is very different, um, especially when it comes. And I'm, and the thing that's crazy is most people don't understand how smart in general the strong man community is. They see these big, strong guys, big, strong, hairy guys in many cases and think, oh, they're just all they can do is lift heavy shit. But that's not the case. There were a lot of yeah. very, very, very smart people. But you, my friend, you are on a whole different level of the way that you – it's not just how you see lifting up heavy shit. It's how you talk, how you see life. It's everything. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things I loved about our first interview. I was like, man, this guy gets it. And I'm not talking about yeah. sport. I'm talking about life. And you apply that same way that you look at life into the sport of strongman, and your rate of improvement – has just been so massive. And that's that's what I was thinking to myself after our first interview. I was like, if his rate of improvement continues, he's going to take down the whole world here in the next two years at the, at the mm-hmm. long, at latest. And I, I think I think my prediction is actually, I don't think I gave you enough credit. I think you're going to take it down this year. <laughs> you already took down the Arnold. You got one more stop. And, you know, <laughs> so... Yeah, Brother, but lots of stuff has to go right, you know. Lots of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, right. no, and 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 that's and that's kind of what I'm getting at is the fact that you're so correct. Lots of things have to go right, but the way that you view life, the way that you move through things, you keep perspectives in such a way where you're not going to get ahead of yourself. You're not going to count your chickens before they hatch. I've heard you. Oh, we lose him. Oh no. He'll yeah. Come back. Can you still hear me? I yeah, I can hear. I you. can hear you. Uh, for some reason, you've cut out of my headphones. Oh no! Um, we well, can hear I got you myself though, brother. into a little bit of trouble um, after the comp because I was asked, "What does it mean to you to win?" And I was asked that on the live stream, and Oof. I was accurate in what I said. But uh, <laughs> for people who don't know me, it was maybe maybe uh, not the correct thing today. So I said. You know, for me, it's not, it doesn't mean much other than a stepping stone to do more. And Mm -hmm. that means impacting more people in the sport of strongman. It means inspiring more people to move. It means uh, a lot of different things for me. Uh, But that was sort of taken and it was um, taken out of context. It was taken as it means nothing to you and you don't care. And uh, it's quite (laughs) obvious that you can't get anywhere in the sport. If you it's just it's just people that don't it's just people that don't know you you know like you said it's just the people that don't understand you took that the wrong way you know let's get him get him back situated can you hear us brother guys i'm sorry but you're completely out i'm just gonna pull off to the side here okay we'll take it brother we appreciate you taking the time no worries it's actually interesting <laughs> <laughs> this is as raw as it gets right here baby on the way home doesn't get any better than that 
So what did you think of the Wheel of Pain? I don't think he could hear us yet, brother. Uh, he was or he was said he was apologizing, trying to get off the road so he could get yeah. his back. What a good dude, man. Yeah, he's you know? a great guy. I mean, just and it's, it's as a, evident the first time you meet him, you start to. Oh, yeah. Him. Human being. Let's just take as a human being, he's top notch. Yeah, for sure. We got you back now, brother. Can you hear me? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> uh, no, that's yeah, kind of, it's going to be kind of sad. That what the, you know, he's just being honest about how he feels and speaks about life, and it was taken the wrong way. That's terrible. Well, know? everybody gets bent out of shape without thinking about people's like true answers and his true intentions. And if you yeah. talk to the guy and listen to the guy for more than two seconds, you realize he's he doesn't have a mean bone in his body. No, hell no. He's just he's intelligent on another level. So he's going to give and he's honest, and he's going to give you an answer. Dude, you hit that on the head. He's intelligent on another level. Yes. Yeah. And, and he's super honest. So yeah. yeah, people are gonna take things offensively and they shouldn't. Or they really yeah. They really shouldn't. They should really actually listen to what he's got to say because I agree. He's he's about as driven as you can can be. Guys, I'm back. I, All right. I apologize. I think no worries. I, uh, I've got Ashley's headphones in. I think they switched over to her phone or something. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I had, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Did you catch everything I said? How, how I got it? So you back were basically, so you made yeah. your statement, which Nick and I were just when you were gone. Nick and I were talking about how we totally understand that because we know you better than the people that that had that gave you the backlash. But what? Tell us. This, so you made this statement. Then what? <laughs> then. Um, the, the good thing is there's no one of importance that cared. Um, but, uh, I mean, no one of, <laughs> no one of significant importance who was at the show, et cetera. Um, yeah. but I said that and I was out, uh, I was out celebrating with, uh, with the people, uh, the rain people. And then we went and uh, I was having a drink with Liz and Lars and she said something to the effect of, you know, don't worry about the people online. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> and uh oh, yeah, so, you didn't know yet. Oh shit. No, I, I, I had no idea. Oh. And so she she sort of clued me in and I'm I'm very quick to accept that I might have said something wrong. So I actually and it was mostly on uh on Reddit. And the funny thing is, mm. I was trying to have a bit of fun with Reddit. So <laughs> I I posted something up a week before saying uh Arnold Strongman classic game with the moose. And I said, whatever reply to this gets upvoted the most, I will, I will, I will work it into my live interviews. And so the, mm. the first one was mispronounced Laws's name as many times as possible. So I did that. If you're watching and listening, <laughs> that was after, uh, that was after the first event. And then after the next event, um, I called Kiki Kaz. <laughs> Cause that was the next uh, request. Um, but I was trying to have a bit of fun with them and then it turned out and backfired on me. So I went on there and I explained briefly, like, really, it's, I, I was pretty vacant and I was at, at a loss for words almost because uh, it's, it's mm. tough to digest something like that. And it's as simple as I said, it, it doesn't mean much other than a stepping stone to do more. Uh, but yeah. more correctly said, it's, it's, it's huge. It's really, really important because, because it's a stepping stone to do more. Um, but, mm -hmm. you know, I, I listened back to it and I thought, you know what? No. 
I, I think I'm right. I don't think I don't think I said anything wrong there. No, yeah, I mean, because because brother, you're just a guy who's you know. Granted, it every time we have we we reach a goal, it's another stepping stone. You're just basically mm -hmm. t you're just talking yeah. about things from the the most simple fact of getting to your goal. You know. Yeah, well, it's, and the thing that I think the thing that should scare most people is getting to their goals, and that's why I, I'll never say that. A, a yeah. distinct end point is my goal because once you once you reach your goal, then then what are you going to do? Like there's nothing yeah. left mm -hmm. to do. Yeah, exactly. Well, brother, talk us through the events. <clears throat> so event one, talk us through. So event one was wheel of pain, and mm -hmm. I had never done that before. I figured physiologically I'd be pretty good at it just based on my my uh, my background. And See, this is this was, is this is what I'm this is what I'm talking about. Physiologically, I'd be pretty good. He's figured this shit out. He's never done the wheel, and he's got to figure it out before he gets there. I love it, brother. Keep going. <laughs> so it was much heavier than I anticipated it to be uh, when I started pushing it, and I was the fourth person to go. Mateusz had just put a pretty good mark out there. Pavlo had put a pretty good mark, so Mateusz was at. Uh, mm -hmm. He was at about 100 feet. Um, Pablo was at about 90 feet. And Tom Evans was the only one who had gone before me, uh, other than those two. And he was at maybe 75 feet. Mm -hmm. And I, I asked Steve to shout at me with 20 seconds left because what I was going to do and how the sand works in those barrels is they, they've, it sort of flips over. And there's a point at which you're tired and it's pushing mm -hmm. back on you. And it's a big advantage what Trey did where – pushed, waited, let it roll back, and then you you drive again. So I wanted to do that, but I, I paused. It wasn't coming back as quick as I thought it would. So I got a bit anxious with it and just continued to push on. So that's why I paused partway through. Um, mm. And it was really hard, really hard. I, I, I was not expecting that. And I think I, I salvaged that. If I were to do it again, I would wear different shoes. I was slipping a little bit. Um, but... Uh, uh, yeah, so I took third in that event behind Mateusz and Trey because Trey used that strategy. And uh, yeah, that was it was a good enough performance, but I was a bit disappointed to lose to Trey because I thought that he was going to be one of my main competitors um, in terms of the whole show. And I really didn't like losing an extra point on Mateusz because I know that if he's in full form, he's really, really tough to beat, uh, of course, other than the deadlift. So that was the first event. And then the second event was only a couple hours after, which was the log. And I knew the Arnold is notorious for needing you to be stronger, heavier, very statically, statically proficient. But mm -hmm. with the wheel of pain two hours before the log, I knew that the guys who are better conditioned were going to be much better off on the log press. Yeah. And that for me in training, it was going really well. Uh, I hit 195 for a double on a metal log, which I find much harder than the wood logs. And I thought a double at that stage would have been really good for me. And I ended up squeaking at three, even though I was having trouble balancing the log on my chest. I actually, on, I think it was rep two and three, I, I dipped and tried to drive once and missed and then drove again and got it. So I think efficiently, mm -hmm. I probably could have done four, but three had me tied for second with Bobby. Um, and Trey got four. Like Trey's, Trey's log is out of this world. He actually gets better every rep on the log and the, the last one, he just, he fired it straight up to lockout. It was unbelievable. Uh, and 
I was really happy with that performance. It left me two and a half points behind Trey on after day one. And at that stage, I was feeling really good um, because I knew the frame was coming up for Trey. And just with the stone throw being event four, I was thinking, who's going to be good at that? And we'll talk about that in a sec. But I just didn't envision mm -hmm. Trey being overly fast or agile or throwing the stone very far uh, for whatever reason. Um, it's funny, actually, I was asked by uh, Kiki, she, she texted me and asked, asked me to, you know, give my keys to victory. And I basically said, as long as I don't lose multiple points to Trey on the deadlift, which was the first event on day two, then I'm, I think I'll win the show. And I said, I think Trey is, Trey knows that I'm in a much better spot than him right now, even though I'm two and a half points behind. Um, funny, actually, Trey's coach, Chad Coy, he mm -hmm. came up to me. He came up to me before the deadlift and was basically saying we're fighting for second now, as in hold second for Trey. Um, but we go into the deadlift and it was crazy. It's crazy how long it takes with the rising bar format because by the time I had my opener, which I think I opened at about 900, uh, 906, I believe there was multiple guys who had already done their three attempts. So the timing of that was really funny. Um, but mm -hmm. I went out and the most I had done in training was 420, uh, 420 kilos. And Lars kept trying to convince me that the elephant bar was not that different from a stiff bar. And he actually had me training <laughs> on a squat bar. And I'm like, I, it was Whoa. doing my head in. But it helped me so much with my position off the floor, uh, which sure. really carried over through to comp. So I basically, I picked my opener because I was asking about the rules on how we're allowed to change attempts. And we were only allowed to change attempts once. And of course, you, you have precedence to change uh, if you take the heavier previous attempts. So I knew my opener had to be heavier than Trey's so that I could make my second attempt heavier than Trey's so that I could make my third attempt heavier than Trey's, even if he changed his attempts and, and jumped me, I would still have the, the preference there. So mm -hmm. I opened pretty heavy at 410. Felt really good. Uh, then I basically just saw what Trey had put down for attempt number two, put five pounds more. Uh, and that felt really good as well. And at that stage, it was me, Rob and Bobby left. And uh, I thought if I could get anyone between me and Trey, that it would be phenomenal for me. And I mm -hmm. basically pushed it to where I didn't think Bobby was capable, um, not necessarily what I thought I was capable of, uh, but that allowed me to jump Rob and then Bobby absolutely pulled it out of his ass. I, did, I didn't see him hitting that pull. I don't know if you guys watched the whole show, but his second pull, his second pull looked tough. And so that's yeah. why I thought that that number's fine. The, uh, the bit inside me though is, uh, it would have been nice just to say I've pulled a thousand on the elephant bar because I, I definitely think I caught him on the day. <laughs> yeah, um, your so last after, your last deadlift looked easy. It didn't look that bad. You pulled that right out. Yeah, <sighs> it was good. Yeah, and I've I've cleaned up my uh, I've cleaned up my lockout a lot, uh, working very very hard on that over the off season. Uh, and at, at that point, I was half a point behind Trey, and. You know, Pablo is actually the guy I was most worried about going into day two, and, and he had a bit of an injury, so obviously zeroed the deadlift. And at that stage, I knew that it was basically my comp 
to lose. Uh, we go into the stone throw, which I don't know what you guys think about this event, but I, I never want to see that back. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> uh, it's just, it's not, I, I don't find it entertaining. I don't enjoy doing it. I don't think it's a, a fantastic test. Um, and, you know, luckily I came out with third place on the stone throw, but mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think anyone is taking a huge amount of pride on how far they threw the stone. Yeah, you know, I don't, I, Mateusz was saying he, he didn't really like the event even though he won it. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that sort of, it is what it is. And that put me with a four point lead over Trey going into the frame. I knew that Trey wasn't going to be much of a, much of a factor in terms of moving the frame quickly. I knew that Mateusz was probably going to win the frame. And I had a six point gap on Mateusz meaning that I just had to beat four people on the frame. And I was pretty confident at that stage, uh, but there was always mm -hmm. a chance, right? There's always a chance you tear a callus or something happens. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, uh, I just thought my, my goal was to break Mateusz's record, his seven second record. And uh, I was about three steps away from breaking the record. I dropped it. I, I timed, I timed it afterwards. I dropped it at about 5.2 seconds and I had about two meters left on the ramp before so I figure I would have been about six seconds, uh, but I dropped the frame. When I dropped it the first time, I knew that that was further than four guys, so I knew I had won the show, sort of scooted it along. I don't know about you guys, but I find it so much harder to pick something up after you had already picked it up, like a farmer's or a frame, anything like that. Um, so I, uh, I got it up to the top, finished that out, and uh, yeah, started celebrating. But I, well, I sort of had the comp in hand from the get-go. Can you guys hear Did you realize that pick is four inches different, right? When you're on the ramp, when you yeah, drop that but, thing on the ramp, when you pick it up off the ground, yeah. it's four inches high. You're, you're, it's so when you drop it on the front on the on the ramp, you're pulling in an extra four inches. Yeah, but for you me, that four that, right? inches, it doesn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't bother me that much. Like picking up from mm. from lower. Um, sure. In fact, I would love, I would love a comp with like a strapped for max frame pickup. Like that would be. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> yeah. well, well, I mean, it's just like what you're you're talking about. How you just you you literally went in there and methodically figured out yeah. how to take this competition down one by one. As you just said, you went in there and pretty much had it had to take you know pretty much had it from the get go. You know, I uh, brother, I, I gotta yeah. say, congratulations. Yeah, you know, no, absolutely, congratulations. Well deserved. Yeah. When yeah, you man. went to go up that ramp, though, you didn't step on the crack or anything when, when it goes from flat to up the thing? Did that no, affect I hardly you at all? I hardly noticed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, it's very, very comfortable. But did you see all the guys that were stepping on it and dropping? Yeah, yeah. So, like it's too bad Kev didn't get in one crack. Yeah. But it's it's that that little thing at the beginning screws so many guys up because they're not prepared for it. I mean, it, it, the best thing you could do is like training the driveway, going up a driveway to to get used to that little lip. Because man, when you step on that, your foot catches, and guys just go down. I'm I'm glad that didn't bother you at all, but you could tell some of the guys were dropping. Yeah, do you know? I think you'd need to train. You'd need to train for it if you hadn't done a lot of other sports in the past. But with yeah. my background, it's uh, 
it's almost comical to me to think like a, a 10 degree or a five degree incline is it's it's almost a non-thought for me. <laughs> yeah. But, but that ramp's a lot of fun to go up. It's it really is. It's it's a neat feeling when you get to the top of that thing and you're standing there and you're looking at all those people, especially it's gotta be even more amazing when you yeah. win the whole show. So congratulations. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. It's I, uh, you know, what a testament to Rogue. All the stuff they build is it's so cool. The big wood stuff that oh, uh, Stephen Landon, mm -hmm. just yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah they, they do a really good job with that. I mean, it's a lot better than the equipment that used to be there. That new frame is so much better than the than the old one. <laughs> so tell me about yeah, the old they, one. Oh, the old one was like old, like railroad ties. It was pretty beat up. It was pretty weathered. The, it, had been, it had been a yeah. it had been a use for decades, had it for fifteen yeah. years or something. Yeah, <laughs> and the uh, the handles were actually a little thinner than, than the ones that were there, and they were extremely rusty. So, and you had right. when you went to when you went to put your hand in there, your knuckles would hit the side of the side of the implement. <laughs> So yeah, it, 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 remember it wasn't terribly safe. Remember Marius mm -hmm. actually what running up that ramp and got a foot stuck underneath it. But yeah. it's such a savage he was, he just pulled it out and pulled his foot out from underneath there, stood up and picked the thing up and continued the ramp. Yeah. <laughs> but and there were no was, rails. Yeah. <laughs> there were no rails on it either. Oh, right. So if you went off the side, yeah, right. you were going off the side. <laughs> There's no place to go. And it, it was the only thing they had was a backstop at the stop at, at the top. <laughs> uh, well, brother, yeah, so right. one of the things that you said in our first in our very first interview was this whole this strawman thing was great, but what you really liked about it was it was giving you a bigger platform to basically do what you wanted to do because obviously what you want to do in your life is really your life's work. Strawman is just one facet of it. So since we last talked, you've built your platform has gone from. You know, I guess the better way to put it, your platform has gotten quite large since we last talked in our first interview. Uh, talk just a little bit about now that you've expanded that platform and you've got more of a position to talk and influence people. What are some of your plans? Well, look, I mean, the, the beauty about Strongman and, and how it fits into the greater plan is that Strongman is basically taking fundamental movement patterns to the extreme and most yeah. people aren't using strong men to do it professionally or to make a living and it's really serendipitous how i can use strong men and the be strong the more people that are training and exercising and being healthy and for me it's if we could get as many people in the sport early success and if we set people up for early success in terms of exercise movement that's that's a key to, to being healthy later in life uh, and then that feeds unto itself, where uh, even if you're an untrained 70-year-old, you, you're still training as a strongman. You would just never see it that way, but you're still training your your hinge, your squat, your push, pull, carry, overhead press, all that type of stuff. It's it's all identical. Uh, just the application is slightly different. Uh, so that's uh, that's really important. You know, uh, another element for me is I think the number one thing that would get people disenchanted with any form of exercises if they weren't improving and didn't know why. 
So the education side of how do you get stronger and what are the mechanisms and how do you get injured and what are, what are the biggest injury risk factors and how should you recover? And all of that is really important for me to, to pass on. And um, it's, it's my background. So it's really easy for me to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. you know, brother, that, that is pretty crazy how, you know, obviously you, you do a lot of work with, you know, with like, I love one of your videos. I just recently saw you were sitting in a, in a room with a bunch of elderly, and you were doing some some movement with them, which was basically sitting in a chair. You're all sitting in chairs, just lifting up your knees, you know. And uh, the the, yeah. the translation yeah. the translation of really what you're talking about, strongman being a functional movement, which it absolutely is, and how you're you you're basically operating at the highest world level, at the heaviest possible level. But you're talking about translating it back to the just general life to better the quality of people's lives. Now that, that mm -hmm. is a serious, that's, I mean, that's a serious, serious span of, of, of your thought process. I love it. I mean, it's, it's from literally one extreme to the next, but like you said, the carryover, the functional movement, it, it's so true. You know, I love it. Yeah. It just has you, to, to be a, a little bit more than just winning a competition. Because mm -hmm. if it's if it's just about winning a competition, it, it can only go poorly from my perspective. The the one way it can go is you don't win the competition and you're you're very disappointed and it's it's very difficult for you to swallow that. And the other way it goes is what I had said before, where you win the competition and you've achieved your goal. Uh, and say it's your life's work to win the world's strongest man. But when I hope I I hope I accomplish my my life's work the day before I die, uh, because otherwise you you really have no purpose to live. Yeah. 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 That's, very that's true. Very profound. <clears throat> yeah. And, and very true. And most people don't look at things that way. And that's a really amazing way to look at things because your whole life is a series of things to accomplish over and over and over. And once you're accomplished what you set out to do, you know, you have something more to reach for. And that's what people need to do. It's like when people retire from working, you know, the average lifespan is like three to five years after they retire and then you die. So that's because they don't have other things going on in their lives when they retire. So um, it's, it's kind of neat that you, you keep, ha you have so many more things you want to accomplish that strongman isn't just one of them. You're multifaceted and it's a great way. People should probably live their lives that way. They probably get yeah feel a lot better just every day about the things that they do do yeah and you know it's it's something that i've uh, as i've become more successful i've become less uh concrete about long-term goals because saying saying something like i i want to uh i want to change as many people's lives by one degree or two degrees as possible um, that that can't be achieved and and i actually quite like that that can't be achieved even though most of my life, I'm, I'm really analytical, and this is the deadlift number I need, and this is the number of points in the competitor, and I'll, I'll think about things in an acute sense that way. But I, I would mm -hmm. like to encourage people to, in a, in a more uh, long-term mm -hmm. sense, set set out some goals that you you can't achieve. You can get better and better and better and better. Yeah, I mean that's that's what it comes down to is you know every time you reach a goal. It's just a slight pivot and on to the next, whatever the next step is. And at that process, if you realize that process doesn't end with the next goal, 
you pretty much live a life of, you know, fulfilled life, you know, moving forward towards whatever it is that, you know, the, the journey is what fulfills people. They just don't understand that. Reaching the goal is great, but all you do is is pivot to the, and move on to the next one. Yeah, and it's you actually know? funny how that's it's come about because <clears throat> winning the Arnold is is part of a journey, and it's one of those things that um, will allow me to do much more, whatever much more happens to be. And the the funny thing is, I, I have a really difficult time with with pride, and. Anyone who spoke to me backstage straight after I won, it's it's not the it's not the emotion that that you would think. It's it's not jumping up and down happy. Um, like Laws Laws sprinted backstage. He launched himself <laughs> off of a pad to come jump onto me to hug me. And uh, but I, I don't feel that. I've, I've never felt that. I've never felt that type of of pride when it comes to something athletic or something that I've accomplished and, and it's uh, a bit of a challenge because in six months time I'll look back at yesterday as one of the coolest days of my entire life uh, mm-hmm. but I have a hard time in the moment being able to have that um, have that sink it's, it's almost a vacancy is the primary emotion that I would describe um, yesterday after I won wow wow yeah, yeah. That's it's it's very interesting, brother, because everybody has such a different emotion, and, and what you just described is definitely uh, on the. Not many people have des- would describe that emotion after such a big, you know, accomplishment, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it just kind of goes to show how, you know, like I've said, you know, you're just the first time we had you on. I was like, man, this dude is different in a very, very different in a good way. And when you were actually, when you had to, when you pulled off the road, when you were gone, Nick and I were talking and mm-hmm. Nick made a comment. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he'd referenced your intelligence. And that's the whole thing is you're, you just have a different way of, of looking at things, perceiving things, planning things. And that's why it's, it's been so exciting. I mean, watching you perform after having that first interview is giving me such a different dimension of watching you compete. Because I, mm-hmm. I, I understand so much more about how, you know, about how you look at things versus, you know, not knowing and kind of comparing you to how everybody else does things. Just to, even the way you described the competition of how you broke it down and how you kind of had it secured from day one. I mean, not many other people would describe an experience of that caliber of that competition the way you just did. And it's, and I, I mean, our listeners, I cannot imagine how our listeners are not going to be affected just by the different way a you perceive things, the way that you execute things, and it's logically based. That's the thing that's crazy. It's so logically based. What do you think, Nick? It's like unbelievable. Um, it, it's very logically based, and it's very intelligence based. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably the coolest um, thing about it. The second coolest thing about it is you played with people and you did fun things through the whole thing. Yes, yes, that was, <laughs> that's, that, that's, that was that was a that was, yeah. <laughs> That's like the yeah. best thing ever. I mean, that yeah, like, and people didn't realize it, but it, as more and more people pay attention to the things that you're doing and they see you put something out like out there like that, they'll catch on to it and they'll understand. Yeah. People yeah. will appreciate well, you, that. <laughs> I always say that uh, like, in this sport, we don't know when we're going to get hurt and we don't know if we're going to win. We don't, you just, there's so many things that you can't count on. 
but you can control having a bit of fun with it. And that's why it's really mm-hmm. important to me. Yeah. One of the things, if, if you watched, you watched my log press, Mick, did you notice the third rep? I was talking on the third rep. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, 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 I sort of around for the time, waiting for the time to get to 115. And I step up to the log, it's about 112. And I, I point at Magnus and I say, this one's for you. And he goes, what? I go, this one's for you. And he starts going, hurry up and lift it. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, that's awesome. That, that's another guy who breaks down his competition and the events and stuff like that very well as well. And you're right. You're right there at the, your ability to break things down and the way to do things. Cause he had in his era, he had an, an unbelievable ability to break it down and pull out things that he shouldn't have done. And you have an innate ability of breaking things down and absolutely exceeding to the highest levels that are, that are, that are out there. So it's, it's neat to watch from a fan side and from some, from a, you know, former competitor. It's, it's fun to watch. It really truly is. It It's an absolute pleasure to watch you compete. Oh yeah. To say the least. I to think one the of the, least. one of the most important things about, about being mm-hmm. objective with yourself when it comes to, to squeezing that, that extra little bit um, is, you know, you, if you know every other guy, you can reserve some on some events that you're good at. Uh, but mm-hmm. let's say let's say your your max your ten rep max bench press is three fifteen. If you sure. go into a set and you're trying to set a new personal best in terms of reps, and you put three fifteen on the bar and you've got eleven, like I, I want to go from ten to eleven in your mind, it's quite motivating as you you start to get tired towards seven, towards eight, nine. But if you if you set the goal of I want to get to seventeen. Rep one starts feeling really heavy, thinking I'm going to do this for seven. Logic can push ourselves a couple of percent more, but if you ever try and push yourself five, five, six, seven percent more than you're capable of, then it starts to have the opposite effect. Where, say, like a, a Pablo on the deadlift, that's sort of, from my perspective, what could have happened there, where he's a phenomenal deadlifter, and mm-hmm. 450 is what he did in training, looked really good. But if you're expecting yourself to hit 475, and maybe it's not quite there. If you want to hit 475, you have to open at 430, and you open at 430, and that doesn't feel like a. It doesn't feel like a an opener. It doesn't move like an opener should, and maybe you don't handle it the way that you should, and maybe that then leads to to higher injury risk or whatever it is. But I think it can have a negative effect on your performance if you try to squeeze out more, too much more than you're capable of. Yes, for sure. I, I, yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, 100%. Reachable, attainable goals is, and realistic goals. I mean, you have to have the ability as you're training to readjust everything at the same time. Because, like I said, one day you got it, the next day it's kind of off a little bit, especially as you get older. You know, you're, you're going to have it on a, mm. on a given day, and then there's other days where you're just like, Mm-mm, it's just not there today. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, check this out, Mitchell. I, I When you were so so courteous to make this interview on your way home in the car mm-hmm. afterwards i promise you we wouldn't keep you here too long and we've already gone almost 40 minutes so i do have one more question for you if you don't mind just kind of telling telling everybody what's next it's a, it's the beginning of 2023 
what's what's in your what's in your sights for the rest of this year? Well, athletically, we've got world's strongest man in five weeks. Um, we've got the Shark Classic. We've got the Rugby Invitational. I'll be doing Giants Live in uh, Scotland for the World Tour Finals. I'll be uh, there's one of the Giants Live. Oh, in uh, in um, Royal Albert Hall in London in July. That's actually I'm I'm more excited for that show than any other show because Laws has the cutest daughter on the face of the earth, and I'm going to get to meet her there. And, <laughs> and then, cool. And then uh, personally, I'm getting married September second. If she doesn't, oh, congratulations, right brother! Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, yeah, then hopefully we uh, we move into a house in the meantime, but. We're having some difficulty because as you guys would, would know as entrepreneurs and as athletes yourself, none of our income is recognized for mortgages and stuff like that. So we're yeah. in the process of trying to, <laughs> trying to yeah. get into a house. There's, there's, some, there's something about the uh, Arnold Classic Trophy sitting, sitting in a small second bedroom on a desk shoved into the corner of the dog's room. But, uh, <laughs> it doesn't... Uh, it doesn't feel quite right. <laughs> well, brother. Well, brother. Here's the thing. You better. You better hurry up and get that house because something tells me there's going to be a few more trophies that are going to be sitting right next to it as this year goes on. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, the way I see it, brother. It, if everything, it, you know, the way I see it, as long as that car doesn't flip over on the way home, you're going to be walking away with another big trophy here shortly from World's Strongest Man. Is the way I see it. You know what, John? I, I could I could have a lot more. I I genuinely believe I could have. I'm doing six six more shows this year. I genuinely believe I could have six more first place trophies. I've won the last four or yeah. five shows now. Um, but if if there's no more that come, then that's fine. I've already accomplished more than I ever thought I would in the sport, and um, yeah. I'll continue uh, pushing on, making lots of content, trying to impact as many people as possible and um, continue yeah. to try to do my small part to get the sport of strongman. Right, well, brother, here, here's what you do. You go home and you tell your you tell your, your mortgage officer, you say, look, you got to figure out a way to get this done because I've got this big trophy and I've got like five more coming this year and I need to have a room big enough to fit all <laughs> of my shit. You know, <laughs> and, you know, maybe yeah. maybe he'll you know, he'll fan out and figure out a way to pull some strings for you. <laughs> so well, the, the good yeah. thing is you'll have a good down payment. <laughs> you'll have a pretty solid down payment. Yeah, yeah, no kidding, no kidding, yeah, no kidding. It's, yeah, it's yeah, all going yeah. in the right direction. That's mm -hmm. it. Well, brother, thank you very much for your time. Again, congratulations on your. Your victory, but more importantly, congratulations on you getting married here married, in September. Married. That's that's going to be that's that's a wonderful thing, man. Life is, you know, I always say good things happen to good people, and brother, you are collecting on all the good you've done and is just surrounding you right now because you know you're you're an amazing person, you're an amazing athlete, and we here at uh, Legends of Iron want to thank you for taking time, literally just the right after i mean your drive home from the show so again thank you very much for your time is there anything else you want to say to uh to your fans and our listeners before we jump off Hoop? no i think we got it all my my mom has left heavy be kind and uh, <laughs> we do both those and, and hopefully have a pretty good life for it so 
um, there we go. Yeah, keep cool. on uh, keep on training hard, everyone out there, and um, I hope that uh, that you can change your perspective just one or two degrees from listening to me. There we go, Nick. You got anything for Hooper before we wrap it up? Just congratulations on the Arnold and congratulations on getting married. Looking forward to seeing what you do the rest of this year, and hopefully I'll see you in five weeks and get to talk to you and hang out with you a bit and see what's going on. And Mitchell, from my perspective, I got to say, brother, you've been, you are just an amazing person Mm -hmm. to talk to. You know, you're an inspiration on so many levels. And from a personal basis, I got to say, you know, having these interviews with me, uh, you, you affect me that one degree for sure, more than one degree. So I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing for the sport. I appreciate you were doing for, I guess you just say humanity and mankind, man. You're the, we need more people on the planet like you, my brother. So again, thank for on my behalf and behalf of the show. Thank you for your time. There you have it, everyone. Another edition of Legends of Iron, the Arnold champion sizz right before us on his way home from the show. Mitchell Hooper, thank you for being on the show. We will see you next time, everyone. Thank you for watching and listening. Legends of Iron is brought to you by Muscle Mix. Damn, man. Get me to my workout, man. Yo, hey, yo, bro, what's wrong with you, man? What's wrong with you, bro? What's on your hold on, man? No, you need beef, bro. You need beef, man. Why? So what do you mean, why? What's wrong with you? Come on, yo, you're not wearing protein. How you going to the bathroom, man? You're going to mess up your stomach, man. This is lots of free, man. Come on, champ. Big built muscle, bro. Drink it out, man. You're going to mess up yourself, man. I'm going to try this. I'm trusting you. Take that, man. Thank you. Messing up my workout. Beef it up with carnivore, beef protein, isolate, 23 grains of protein, zero fat, zero sugar, zero lato. What you waiting for? Beef it up.